So just before we're about to do this podcast about enjoy your life, it's a gift from God. I have a box of cheese that's next to me. When I stand up, I knock the whole thing and they fall on the ground. And I start going, oh, I hate my life. Why is this? <laughs> why is this? Why is this happening to me? Welcome back to the Family Movie Night podcast, where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. Today is episode 44, and we, all your wonderful co-hosts, are going on an amazing adventure that no one could ever experience except for us because we are talking all about adventure movies today i have the hero of our podcast the indiana jones the jack sparrow himself donnie dorsey how you doing today i'm feeling heroic yeah yeah i think so donnie your life in general on a scale of one to indiana jones how adventurous is your life i mean clearly it's it's indiana jones-esque I mean, yeah. there's there's no way it could. Your mutt, whatever his name is, the the Shia mutt L- Williams, mutt <laughs> Williams, the Shia LaBeouf character from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> you're you're adventure adjacent. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Of course, you've already heard the voice of the villain of our podcast, the disposable villain in the way oh. of the adventure, Sawyer Hewlett. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. If I'm being honest, today we are just generically talking about what is probably my like favorite genre of movie. Like, yeah, I like, believe that. I I could throw on, and, like literally. I, I don't. You haven't told us what movie you're talking about, Nathan. I promise you, it's a movie I could throw on and be wildly entertained. I watched four adventure movies before we aired this podcast. Like I'm going to use one, but I watched uh, not four, three. I watched three adventure podcasts. It's yeah. I will say this much. We, uh, as a kid, I almost talked about it, but I kind of want to save it for a later date. I almost talked about maybe my all-time favorite adventure movie of all time, 1999's The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser. I've watched that movie movie. so many times as a kid. I was like, oh, this is life right here. Just chasing down mummies. Yeah. Yeah. We had that DVD. That's a classic one. Yeah, so I'll I'll get that. And then, of course, uh, the mom of our podcast, triumphantly returning, uh, unable to be with us on the last podcast to talk about the CBs because she was just being an actual real-life mom. The mom of our podcast, Heidi Cooper, how are you doing? Hello, hello. Happy to be here again. Missed how, talking about the CBs because that I, was a super good movie. Yeah, I wanted to say, if you wanted to throw in just like a minute on the Sea Beast real quick, because the Sea Beast is a great oh, adventure movie. So yeah. just throw some out there. About so much fun. I mean, I love like the, the imagery. I love like when the Sea Beast was spinning and making the boat go. Oh, that was so cool. So, so cool. Yeah, there's so many things about that movie that I loved. Um, but of course, at the end where... The little girl stands up for what's right. I'm like totally here for it. I have two nieces and a daughter and I watched it with them the week that they were here. And oh, 
I was like, yes, were they yes. into it? <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, yeah, and, and that's up, part of the reason we're talking about these. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And that's part of the reason we're talking about these movies is because, uh, and we're going to talk more about that in a moment of uh, kids just love adventure movies, man. Kids love going, you know, almost every animated movie is an adventure movie of some kind. I mean, even down to you take the movie uh, Toy Story from 1995. It is really based around an adventure movie plot like uh, Buzz and Woody get lost and then they have to find their way back and they go to all these different locations. And it's just an amazing thing. And we're going to suggest some specific adventure movies for you to talk about but before we do that donnie dorsey why don't you tell them what we do on this podcast well you know on this podcast we encourage every family at community christian church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories and start conversations that matter the goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love jesus and his way of life above all other things and we know that critical to that is for you to have routine regular times of connection and shared experiences that'll help you build stronger relationships. And, uh, you know, movie nights are just great opportunities to do that because movies are not just an easy way to share laughter and joy, fear, sadness in this safe environment, but they also give us chances to talk about what matters most to us in ways that are meaningful and memorable with our children. And, uh, you know, we want to not only recommend some movies you can watch on your monthly movie night, but give you ideas of meaningful conversations you can have with your children during or after the movie. And as always, the point of this podcast is not to add one more thing to your to-do list um, that makes you feel guilty or overwhelmed as a parent. We just want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together so that you can build memories and have conversations and help them to see your love for Jesus through these fun experiences together. And so uh, today we're going to actually jump right into the themes, which we normally save towards, you know, the middle to the end of the podcast, uh, because we want to spend a lot of time at the end just talking about uh, these fun movies that you can talk about with your kids. Because here's really the theme, and you saw this maybe already in the description, um, but, you know, so often in our podcast here, we kind of take a movie that's fun and lighthearted. And then we're like, and here's the theme. Here's the conversation. Here's the way to talk to your kids about this heavy topic. Uh, and that those are really important. I mean, that really is what this movie is about. These, uh, I mean, these, this podcast is about, uh, but one thing of just life with God that is so important is teaching our kids to just enjoy life as a gift from God. That, Life itself is this amazing adventure of, of living life with God. And it may not look like uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or, or going out to find lost gold or some hidden empire or, you know, anything of that nature. But there are ordinary everyday moments in life that are much bigger than we see. There is this hidden world that we don't ever see. Uh, that is just life with God. And that's really what is so captivating about adventure movies. I mean, I think everything from like a fairy tale, if you know, you're kind of on the girl end of like these princess movies where an ordinary girl gets swept up into this adventure and she finds out she's a princess or something of that. It's or or it's this kid who finds out, oh, aliens just took me and now I've got to go off on this, you know, giant space battle or something like that. It's this idea of being an ordinary person invited into extraordinary events. And we believe that really at the key of everything, that life is this extraordinary opportunity, even the most ordinary, even the most mundane life is this extraordinary opportunity to partner with the God of the universe. And so here's really the thing we want to get to is 
just watch a fun adventure movie with your kids and just enjoy life with them. Just remind them, hey, it's fun to laugh together. It's fun to be thrilled together, you know, like a good amusement park. It's just fun to have fun because life is a gift. So I really just want to hear from my co-hosts and see how they think adventure movies in general or just enjoying a good, fun movie with your kids is an opportunity to do that. So I actually want to open it up to the the cold-hearted, uh, the dead-inside villain of our podcast, Sawyer Hewlett. No kids, but is a kid himself. Kid at heart, Sawyer Hewlett. Uh, yeah. Tell us what what do you got to say about this, man? I mean, look, I there, I I could get emotional just talking about it. So we'll we'll see how this goes. But like, I, I think that there is just as much value in sitting down and creating a memory, watching a movie with your kid, as there is going on some outdoorsy uh, adventure. And I mean that like because I have bold burned on my brain memories of both is the thing. Um, I, I love the memories that I have, um, going with my, my family going hiking. Um, when I, when I hiked my first mountain with my dad and stuff like that, but just as crystal clear as those memories is my memory of the first time that I watched star Wars sitting on the ground in our old house when I was like five or six years old. And, uh, we had this chargers throw that was maybe three or four feet wide and I just got swept away by this movie. And I, my dad was, th- was there is the thing. And it's this, it's this moment that I honestly hold very sacred in my heart because it, it's just a moment where I look back on my life and I'm like, that's all that mattered. That's all that I had to think about in that moment. I was with my dad and my brother and, uh, you know, John Williams just absolutely murdering it on the score. And there's this character who's looking at two sons. And, and I am just having an absolute blast. I mean, I get emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very powerful thing when you can create these memories with your kids. And I think adventure movies are just excellent vehicles for that because here's the thing, what I don't have and what I wouldn't want is a memory of sitting with my dad watching Schindler's list. Okay. I do have that memory and it's a wonderful memory. So watch out Sawyer. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe Schindler's List you had a fun time watching with your dad, but uh, I was—I I don't. I want to be one hundred percent clear before you say that <laughs> I did not have fun watching it, but it's a good memory. Not all memories have to be happy memory. No, no, you're right, you're right. But, uh, but no, I think I think that adventure movies also can serve as a way to yeah, kind of what what Nathan was talking about, create a love of life because. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing I can say about that moment. It made me go outside. I stopped wanting to watch Star Wars at a point and I wanted to go outside and live Star Wars and your kids watching adventure movies and, and with your kids creating those memories. It makes those kids bold and it, I think it weirdly empowers them. I don't I don't know exactly how it happens, but I simply know that it happens, okay? Watching an adventure movie with your kid will do something to them if it, especially if it's a good one like star wars but and that's not i don't even think i'm going to talk about star wars but well you just did for a long exactly. time but yeah i think star wars has a good example of star wars is the is the most um of an ordinary person right he's a farm kid and he and he just dreams of this greater life bigger life and then he gets swept into a greater story and i think uh to, to your point there sawyer i think being able to watch a movie like this and to kind of have 
that emotion. I think movies have a way, obviously, of drawing out emotion in us and emotions tend to bond us in memories and being able to kind of share that with your kids and really be able to kind of ask them, like, what gets your heart beating fast like that? You know, maybe with your teenagers, because that sounds like a weird question to ask to your kids because your four-year-old has no answer to that. But (laughs) my heart palpitations, (laughs) I have have a murmur. So that's what gets my heart going fast. I don't know. Uh, But having a conversation with your kids about, hey, what gets, you know, what makes you excited to be alive? What makes you feel like, man, I'm so thankful to have been alive. And I think those kind of conversations are huge. Uh, Heidi Cooper, you you had already said you were very excited that we're just talking about this concept. So so why don't you why don't you uh, get into it here? Oh yeah, man, I'm so excited about this because this is something that I feel um, a lot like Sawyer in. I think there was a lot of things that you said that really resonated with me as well. And I think um, the thing that you were kind of pointing at was like that experience when you're a child of like awe and wonder and like just being captivated by something you experience. So for you, that was Star Wars. And you said, I wanted to go out and live Star Wars. And you, you know, as a child probably recreated that. And, but all of those things kind of point back to the things like, um, I've never, I've never really talked about this with you guys, but I do like, um, written word, like, uh, kind of poetry. And so much of that is all about the things I see around me in nature and the things I see around me in the world, because like being able to get outside of myself and see what's around me, that, um, that is that spirit of adventure because it's unknown. So anything, whatever that looks like for people, I think that just fostering that, you know, part of yourself that, that, will that is willing to behold things that make you feel um struck awestruck and you know feel wonder and feel excitement and and smallness if i can be honest i think it's the smallness and and that kind of thing is what adventure you know around uh, uh, you know around every group of people can get on board with adventures because of that and i think that's a, that's a thing that god created in us and it's a yeah. really awesome thing to foster. Yeah. So, um, I know like for parents, we can kind of get a little bit, um, stressed about whether our kids are really focused on what they need to be focused on or just wanting to get caught up in the life around them. And, but I think there definitely has to be a balance and that's how you create those moments. Like you were talking about Sawyer. Well, and I don't remember who, who said it, but, um, and maybe it's one of those anonymous things I can't remember, but the idea of the goal of life is to live it. And that so often we're trying to find what's my purpose? What 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 am I supposed to contribute? What am I supposed to X, Y, Z? And there's even like good and godly aspects to that. But even within those, it becomes a lot about me. And that really the reason God created my life, like if my daughter came to me and said, like, why did you have me? Like, why, why, why was I born? Why did you pick me? And it's just because I, I just love you. Like, I didn't even know you and I love you. And I just wanted you to enjoy life. Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say the goal of her life is to be happy because that obviously that goes down different things, but it is to be enjoyed. And that proper enjoyment of life is this adventure of me and God in every ordinary moment, the lonely moments, the beautiful moments, the broken moments, all of those is an adventure. And behind every door, behind every cup of coffee, behind every little moment is this invitation from a God who loves me. One of my favorite songs, we don't, it's it's kind of a difficult worship song, so we don't sing it. It's a song called Everything is Sacred. 
It's by Pat Barrett. And we sang it one time and there's this moment at the whole bridge of the song is life is a gift and the giver is good. And you just sing it again and again. And for me, that is such a, I have to sing it to myself at least once a week. It's just a reminder that no matter how difficult my life is, no matter how painful things are, no matter how uh, frustrated I am, I joked before we filmed, I spilled a whole thing of Cheez-Its on the floor. And I'm like, why is this what my life is? That I have to pick up all these Cheez-Its on the floor. And in those moments, remember, but that's a gift. I have a body that can do this. I have breath in my lungs that I get to be alive with God is a gift and it's an adventure. And not in like the cheesy, like youth minister way of like, God can adventure for your life, man. Like not in that, like in ordinary moments, just ordinary moments, being able to have this conversation. We talk about this off mic with each other. Like these conversations is a blessing to me. That did, did, Even if none of you guys were listening to this, the three, the four of us getting to have this conversation is a blessing. Uh, and I just don't ever want to miss that. We want our kids to go, hey, that on a Saturday night, my family sat down and had pizza and watched a movie together. Oh, how, how, what a blessing it is to have a family. And just be able to say that to your kids. Like, we're talking a lot. I don't want you to have that long of a conversation. I want you to just be able to say, kids, y'all are a gift to me. And this is fun. And I'm glad we get to do it because God, God wanted us to love and enjoy each other. Donnie, what, what, you're the hero, man. You got, you, you, you got all things to say. So why, why, don't you, why don't you give us some kind of semblance of an, of an actual intellectual thought here, man? Like bring us, bring us something good. So the thing I was thinking about while you were talking is that I think, you know, like we've said, you know, life is an adventure in itself and, it, and it's all those things. But I think sometimes the adventure is, is not always in the journey. It's in the people that you share that adventure with. Yeah. And we get, sometimes we forget that because we go, well, I've got to get to X, Y, Z, or this has to be accomplished or all these things have to occur where it's like, I have people in my home whom I love very much and I should be sharing these moments and creating new adventures for them as well as myself because like I was, I mean, I remember when uh, I was, you know, when me and my wife had started talking about, you know, having kids, that was one of the things I remember having a conversation. I said, we were at like an aquarium. I said, this is how I knew I was ready for kids is because I was like, I want to share this with someone else. Yeah. I want to show this to someone. And I think for kids, anything we do with them is a new adventure because most of the things we have grown numb to in the sense of how exciting it is, they have no idea about. We're like, ah, oh, yeah, I've been here before. And then they get there and they're like, wow, look at all the things. And you're like, wow, I am such a fuddy-duddy. Like, <laughs> I have lost my my sense for adventure, you know? And like, I think it's so important as a parent, as a, any person in any relationship is don't forget that life has its adventures in every moment, you know? And it's not just the, the things that you write about, or it's not just the things you capture in a picture. Sometimes it's just the existence of the moment that you're in. Cause like it's, it's different between being present and just having been presented with opportunities kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think that's huge. And I think that idea that we often miss even as parents is how important it is just to enjoy our kids. And I don't even mean in the sense like they're only going to be this little for this long, yeah. like, and that's true. That's true. I know my wife and I, we said that for a long time about like, um, going up and like putting our kids to bed. And like, every time that was difficult, just reminding ourselves, like, this is just, this may be the last day. Who knows the day? Like my daughter just the other day goes, daddy, I think uh, I'm old enough where you don't have to read me stories. Cause I can read myself. And I'm like, 
great. You're such a big girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, do you know how much that hurts me? You know, like all this kind of stuff. But like, I didn't know when the last day that was going to happen was. I didn't know. And like, I want, so that part's important. But I just even mean just like enjoy them as people. Like, yeah. so often I feel the weight, and we should, we should, that I need to correct them. And I need to help guide them towards loving Jesus because le- letting them live without boundaries and consequences and all those things is not loving. It, we've talked about that on other ones. But sometimes I forget to go, they're just like this ball of uh, good and bad and beautiful and broken and they're messy and all of that is good. And I just want to enjoy that. And so I kind of want to wrap up with these two quotes from one of my favorite uh, Christian writers. His name is Frederick Beekner. And um, here are two thoughts that he he had. One is about grace that I think go to this, and he just says it way better than I can. The first one's this. After centuries of handling and mishandling, most religious words have become so shop-worn, nobody's much interested anymore. Not so with grace for some reason. Mysteriously, even derivatives like gracious and graceful still have some of the bloom left. Grace is something you can never get, but can only be given. There's no way to earn it or deserve it, or bring it about any more than you can deserve the taste of raspberries and cream, or earn good looks, or bring about your own birth. A good sleep is grace, and so are good dreams. Most tears are grace. The smell of rain is grace. Somebody loving you is grace. Loving somebody is grace. Have you ever tried to love somebody? A crucial eccentricity of the Christian faith is the assertion that people are saved by grace. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to do. The grace of God means something like, here is your life. You might have never been, but you are. Because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. Here's the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Nothing can ever separate us. It's for you I created the universe. I love you. There's only one catch. Like any other gift, the gift of grace can be yours only if you reach out and take it. Maybe being able to reach out and take it is a gift too. I think this is a beautiful thing. You can't say that to your kids, but being able to to let them receive that. This is the final one. This is also from Frederick Beekner. This has become kind of almost a thing for me this year. I've I've read it. It's in my prayer book and I, I read it every so often, but it's this. He says, who knows how the awareness of God's love first hits people? Every person has his own tale to tell, including the person who wouldn't believe in God if you paid him. Some moments happen in your life that make you say yes, right up to the roots of your hair. That makes it worth having been born just to have that happen laughing with somebody till the tears run down your cheeks, waking up to that first snow, being in bed with somebody you love. Whether you thank God for such a moment or you thank your lucky stars, it is a moment that is trying to open up your whole life. If you try to turn your back on such a moment and you hurry along to business as usual, it may lose you the whole ball game. But if you throw your arms around such a moment and hug it like crazy, it may save your soul. How about the person you know who, as far as you can possibly tell, has never had such a moment? Maybe for that person, the moment that has to happen is you. And I think for our kids, this is really what we're trying to get at in this podcast is there's a benefit to being able to talk about God and be able to shape their character. There's another thing to be able to make your home this place of grace where every moment when they look back on it, even the difference, my wife and I are having this conversation a lot these days of what if we you know, give them so many consequences or you have all these confrontations or you fight or you have this and they look back and they go, that's all they remember. 
But if you could make your home also at the same time, this place of loving acceptance, where even though you're broken and you're flawed and you make mistakes, there's so much grace and love and acceptance that when they look back, what they remember is laughing together. What they remember are sitting down. We have uh, every Christmas, we drink hot cocoa. My kids talk about that all the time of just sitting and sipping hot cocoa. And maybe it's sitting down to just watch a really good movie. And maybe you listen to Sawyer's Tale on Star Wars and you're like, nerd, grow up. Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying that if you think that, that that's perfectly acceptable. He is a nerd and he should grow up. But maybe, but, but maybe you hear that story and it awakens something in you. And it reminds you of, I want my kids to have those moments. And may those be what we do. So. We're done now with the heavy portion of this. Uh, this was not intended to be heavy, but uh, uh, anyway, we want to now just talk about some good movies. Before we get to all of us watched different movies in preparation for this to kind of be able to talk about, give you guys some suggestions, because I know it's hard. You got Netflix, you got HBO Max, you got all these different things out there. What are you going to sit down and watch? So we're trying to give you some suggestions. Before we get to, uh, hey, here's the movie to watch, I just want to talk about what are some adventure movies that you've loved since you were a kid. So, you know, some things, what are some ones that just kind of awakened in you? Sawyer already mentioned Star Wars. That was obviously huge for me as a kid, too. Um, that one was big. Uh, Indiana Jones is another big one for me. Sawyer, um, you got any? Yeah, I would say Jurassic Park. First Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. I would yeah. say E.T. Spielberg was just a huge role in my childhood. Um, I would also say that... Uh, Honestly, more so than any Marvel movie today, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were a big role. Even the third one, that third movie, I was so excited to see in theaters. I saw all three of them in theaters. They were some of my earliest theater experiences, and they were off. They not were. They are awesome. Um, I loved, you know, one that I, I saw way too early that I was I was on the verge of talking about it, but I was like, no, we can't do R-rated movies. The Matrix was huge for me. Um, and, uh, and, and I could, I could go at length about the Matrix. Um, and, and so there's, there, there's a lot there. I, I could keep going is the thing. It, the I, feel saying, what a, I feel that. I feel that you could keep going. Do you like, so it's like, uh, yes, I, I, yeah. I loved Waterworld the first time I saw it for crying out loud. <laughs> What is going on, man? I was like, oh man, I wish you'd made some kind of noise when you made when <laughs> the words water world came out of his I'm just like, he saw said that Star Wars story. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. That's a good moment. And then he said water world. Anyway, look, okay. Nope, nope, nope. You and Kevin Gossner go back okay. to where you you belong in obscurity. All right, Donnie Dorsey. Donnie Dorsey. Any any movies as a kid were just like that was your jam adventure movies, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, I'd say easily uh things like Jumanji was a good one. Um, Excellent one. Any of the like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, I love that, like with the the live action one. Uh, oh I yeah, love yeah, all yeah, three of those. They're yeah. so good. I remember watching them, and then I go back and watch them. I'm like, I still genuinely enjoy this. Like, um, all right, Donnie, let me throw this back to you. Do you remember in Noonan where the Kroger at Thomas Crossroads is when they had the video store in there? Yeah. Okay. My before we got blockbusters in Noonan, we had yeah. that video store that you got there. 
I went like four weekends in a row and rented the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the one where they go back to the samurai times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. That and Three Ninjas and Three Ninjas Strike Back. Yep. I watched those movies. I was really into the ninja thing for a while. Oh, Three Ninjas was so good. You mentioned Jumanji, and uh, we're not. This is not any of the movies any of us are talking about. But I'll say the new Jumanjis are also pretty great. Both yeah, of them, they are fun. Are really fun. They they're adventure movies by their, and they're very much normal everyday kids getting sucked into this world. That's another thing, and has lots of cool stuff. We may end up covering those at one point on the podcast because there's some good uh, uh, things there about like stereotypes and the ideas we have about people, and yeah. it's a really good one. So. Heidi, what about you? You're the uh, you're the mom of the podcast. Were there any things either as a kid or a teenager movies that just like swept you up? Even like I said, like fairy tales, any of that kind of stuff that swept you up? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I remember like where I would like after watching Cinderella for the first time, I would like do my chores and like sing and like. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, oh yes, yes. Where are gonna, my? I'm rabbit. gonna be at a ball. I'm gonna be at a ball tonight, so it's not even gonna matter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and I think like, um, you know, lots of like the, you know, we we had talked before the uh, filming, uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, my gosh. Like that was so much. Like, Moana was another one that I thought about when you were naming some of the um, the Disney ones where there's a female main character. And Moana is like such a fun adventure, you know. And so, yeah, yeah I definitely think there's a lot of those that, that I've connected with and just, you know could burst out any of the songs at any given time. <laughs> yes. I already mentioned for me, like the mummy, uh, that was a big one for me. I was really into like, just more like, and kind of every movie nowadays has kind of become an adventure movie. Cause all the Marvel movies are adventure movies. Like everything's that, but like when you think of adventure movies, you think of these kind of like period piece kind of things. Like, so like a pirates, Indiana Jones, the mummy was a big one for me. Like anything that was those kind of like, you're going to an exotic location. You mentioned the pirates, Heidi, when I went to see, I would have been like 12 or 13 when I went and saw Pirates of the Caribbean. I think I was 13. Oh, I may have been 14. I can't remember. Anyway, I went with my friends and I was already like really into like the art of filmmaking. And I thought I was going to be a filmmaker and all that kind of stuff. And we went and watched it with my friends and we went like opening day and I had like a whole row of people. And when we got out, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And they they were like, yeah, that was pretty fun. I was like, mm-mm. You don't. They're like, yeah, Johnny yeah. Depp. And I'm like, yeah, he might be like the worst part of the movie for me. You got to understand this movie is nuts. Like the it was it was crazy. It was like scary and it was exciting and it was like romantic. It literally had all the things like it yeah. just did. And I think we all forget how much money that movie made. Like that movie was the movie. It completely brought back like swashbuckling as a genre of film like was just so much fun and we are now plagued with all the johnny depp sequels because of it because of how successful it was but those first three there's something special about them especially so the very first one i was just starting looking i'm like the stuff that i didn't even mention like things like space jam and the goofy movie oh, and yeah. like mulan and sandlot and free will the iron and giant anyone iron, iron giant is good but i'm telling you man goofy movie Oh, good. Great. There ain't nothing better than if we listen <laughs> to each other. Man, that was a whole other song. Seeing it act to act. His, his dun, son's dun, dun. nightmare sequence in that movie scared the heck out of me when yeah. I was a kid. It was a it's a pretty terrifying thing. That's All fair. right. 
So let's get into the movie. So all those movies, I think we would all recommend all fun movies, but we have some specific ones that we all want to talk about. So I want to start with Donnie Dorsey, hero of our podcast. And in this case, pick the hero uh, of all of them. Uh, that is Sonic fixed from his freaky teeth look that originally came out. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, this came out in 2020, came out right before the pandemic. I think it might have been the highest grossing movie of that year because uh, nothing else came out yeah, after that. The timing of it, yeah. Yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog starring Jim Carrey uh, and uh, Jason Marsden, I believe, is yep. also in that. He's, yeah. the, uh, he's, the, um, he's the, the, the human guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like a sheriff or something, right? Yeah, sheriff yeah. of the small town. Yeah. All right. So tell us, Donnie, why why do you think Sonic's a great movie, adventure movie to watch with your kids? I think it just covers so many different things. Like there's there's adventure in like every little part of it. Like there's the fact that you have Sonic like in a world that he doesn't fully understand and he's trying to adapt. So the adventure of learning the world around him. Then you have like uh, James Morrison's character who is learning how to go from what he's been accustomed to his like small town life to wanting to grow and move on to bigger things or things that will challenge him more. Um, like, and then, you know, the, the dealing with uh, finding someone that needs you, but also not knowing how to help them, but finding a way just by working together. The, I mean, there's the, the bucket list. The bucket list. All the different like adventure is it all the different ways they could check one thing off in that crazy scenario. In oh the my bar. Gosh. And it was in that whole sequence of events, there was so much fun to watch. Like it just it just it was one of those movies where you kind of just suspended your disbelief of anything that could not be, and you just enjoyed the the sequence of watching this like character you've seen in video games come to life and just watching all that play out and all of these different characters be on screen. It was just, it was kind of a little bit of a nostalgia for me, like kind of going back, yeah. but also bringing it to the current. So it does very much feel like the kind of movie. And I know I'm saying this about like existing IP being made into a movie. Like that sure. does sound like something we would do now. The the form of the movie, though, doesn't feel like a modern movie. And I don't mean that as a criticism. It feels like something that would have come out in 1996, but just yeah. with better grab. Like, it feels, and I don't mean this once again, but it feels slight. Like, it doesn't feel, I know that it's kind of about the end of the world, but it doesn't feel like it's about the end of the world. It feels yeah. pretty much just about, like, Sonic needs a family. And it's yeah. just... It's sweet in that way. Sonic 2 is really good, too. Both, I was going to say, this is yeah. kind of a double feature, honestly. Sonic 2 is really fun. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff. And I'll just say, you can't go wrong. Both James Marsden and Tika Sumter, who are the kind of married couple, two yes. beautiful people to look at. So you're not going to go wrong there. Beautiful locations, beautiful people. Natasha Rothwell, who plays Rachel, who is uh, Tika Sumter's uh, sister, yeah. who doesn't like anyone in the movie her, her wedding scene in the she starts spelling out divorce <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it's just that whole thing is hilarious and i'll say this for i i don't know whether this is true or not but you know in the first one the one that donnie's talking about there's all those olive garden references that just get thrown yeah. out supposedly the reason that is in there is because when and for people who don't know, they released a trailer of this movie in like 2018 and sonic did not look like he looks in the final product he looks 
Totally freaky. If you want to see more about that, watch the uh, Rescue Rangers Disney. movie. Yeah, watch, watch Disney. <laughs> yeah, the Disney Plus <laughs> on Disney Plus. Which is a great Rangers. movie. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a yeah, fun movie too. It's a really good. Uh, but supposedly to pay for the uh, the work that had to be done to remodel Sonic, they had to sell Olive Garden. Olive Garden bought this right. Like we'll we'll pay for it if you say our movie so much. So like, there's I don't know if that's true. <laughs> if that's an urban legend, but that's apparently why those scenes are in the. I mean, because it's pretty frequent how much they're like yeah. and a gift card to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> where you when you're here you're family like oh very funny they found a way to work it in but yeah, I, I i laughed a great. lot in this movie like i there it just it was like genuinely just enjoyable like there is it doesn't miss both times we went they were really good memories with our kids uh we we went right before the pandemic um and uh, a movie we're probably going to cover on this podcast was the last movie. Well, no, actually, I'm going to say this wrong. We, I was going to say the movie we're going to cover at some point probably is the movie Onward, which is a Pixar movie that also came out right before the pandemic. The last movie we saw in theaters before the pandemic was me and my kids going to see Call of the Wild, which I would not recommend. We went, yeah, we went and sat through Call good. of the Wild with Harrison Ford, who literally, I think his line of dialogue in every movie is, where is my paycheck? I'm only doing this for a paycheck. Where is my money? So, all right, let's talk to Sawyer Hewlett, uh, adventure-loving man himself. Uh, oh, yeah. What is the movie that you are going to suggest for families? You know, I'm. Uh, this one's a little more for the teenagers. It's on the more teenage side. Um, I don't think in terms of content, there's anything that reprehensible. Um, it's just, look, it's a heist movie. Um, I'm going with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, and we are going to pull off an Italian job today. Oh, I thought okay, you were talking Farm about Fox. those whatever Calvin Klein hats. He did. <laughs> <laughs> this no. might just be for teenagers. <laughs> but uh, no, the Italian job. It's a fun movie. Um, really great heist sequences and really fun characters. This movie has most death in in a prominent role, which is just so 2003. Um, another movie that I owned on early DVD. I own, we own this movie on DVD. I don't know why the movie. Here's the thing, just brutal honesty. It's not like a super well-made movie. It's not like Pirates of the Caribbean where you're going to be like, Jesus is kind of perfect. It's just charming is the thing. And it has many. I don't appreciate this F Gary Gray slander going I on right here. Movie, okay. I love L F Gary Gray. There, okay? No reason for you to be dragging this man. He directed straight out of Compton. He I directed know, fate you, of the furious. The only movie that uses eight to finish a word. <laughs> F eight of the furious. What are you talking about? He directed the negotiator. One of the yeah, greatest. Which, Yes, thrillers Look, of the nineties. F. Gary Gray. Okay, I, I don't love, think you do. I no, want you I, to apologize to the man. I want I you to apologize, apologize to him right now. You back into his. Listen, gray. listen. You guys all need to apologize to Jim Carrey because you really didn't do him justice in that, that Sonic conversation. So we can always just go back and apologize to him and the guy you're talking about. That is like, true. And supposedly, Sonic <laughs> Two is going to be his last uh, movie of all time. Yeah, he said he's gone after oh Sonic Two, which is kind of sad. If I'm being He's honest. Amazing in it. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I'm happy for him. Get get out of the game on top, man. Sure. Go out, go yeah. out, go out on top like a king. Go out on top like a like an egg man. <laughs> like an egg yeah. man. No, I just love this movie. Uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg is uh is is doing a version of himself that he does in many movies. Um, I really, really I, I just love that this movie is kind of like a 
a um it's just a capsule of 2003 cinema is the thing it's it's fun it here's the thing the heist scenes are really well made there are a couple of oh yeah sequences like through la with these mini coopers loaded with like bars of gold which they just stole that is really cool and it's shot really well this isn't like a 2003 movie with shaky cam that's everywhere um it it does these really good long takes the early heist scene where they steal the gold the plot is ridiculous and awesome and i love it is the thing and so they basically movie starts and there's the old grizzled mentor who teaches mark how to pull off a heist and stuff like that and uh, they pull off the heist and then they get double crossed and he gets the old guy gets killed and then the rest of the movie is about them learning to steal back the gold bars that they had just stolen and then it's just it's really fun the old guy's daughter ends up playing a role in the movie and she falls in love with mark Wahlberg, played by Charlize theron it is just such a fun movie like absolute thrill ride through the whole time and the characters are fun this movie has jason statham okay i love it this movie's awesome i know you love jason statham we've already had that conversation edward norton is the villain of this movie and he plays it perfectly he like like literally the movie like doesn't use guns very much throughout the movie. And so at the end, when he pulls out a gun and points it at Mark Wahlberg, you're actually like, oh no, it's going to shoot him and stuff like that. It is just a blast of a movie. I, I had an it absolute is really good. blast. And it has a really good team, uh, like you've already mentioned. I mean, I yep. think uh, very much like the Oceans movies, which this is clearly coming off of the success of those yeah. movies. But I do think it is because of this movie that F. Gary Gray got, uh, was able to make uh, Fate of the Furious. I think I've, I've yeah. read that somewhere that because of the car chase sequences. Uh, so it's really good. It definitely is very much like a 2000, um, early 2000s, uh, PG 13, meaning that they weren't trying to make these four quadrant movies. These aren't movies designed that your teenager will like it and your little kids. I think, I don't remember there being a ton of objectionable content that your, your little kids would be like, you'd be like really embarrassed that they saw, but I Mm -hmm. don't think they'll be interested because they weren't trying to appeal to little kids. It's not, guardians of the galaxy where the, yeah, there's going to be a little yeah. bit of language, but your little kids will love the raccoon. You know, it's like, this is straight up. I do think older kids like it. I'm, I'm probably going to go back and watch it. Cause I don't think I've seen it since it originally came out. And, uh, it's a lot of fun, but let's talk to, uh, Heidi Cooper. You brought a different kind of adventure movie, but still, uh, very thrilling. And, uh, a movie I know, I think we all have seen and, uh, enjoyed. I don't know if Donnie, have you seen the movie she's about to talk about? I have not, but I need to add it to my list. Yeah, you yeah. do need to. It's this, really good. This is great. All right, so Heidi, tell us what movie are you bringing to the table? Yeah, so I watched Free Solo again. Um, when you said adventure, it was the first thought that came to my mind because which is available is on Disney about, Plus for anyone yes. who wants to watch. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, and if you know you don't, you haven't seen the premise of it. He's uh, it's a guy, and he is a free solo climber and so he wants to climb el cap which is in yosemite and he's you know basically training and they're filming it and it's documentary style um but yeah it's just about all the risks and like the why and then the actual climb and you know how that all plays out over time so yeah it's a really cool movie and it's like the yeah at the end of the movie if it ever gets slow just you know, move on to the end of the movie because it will yeah. have you literally like holding your breath. Well, it's one of those movies to. that very much, uh, it's pretty short too. It's like, I didn't look, but I think it's like 90 minutes. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty tight. Um, and I, I don't know if Heidi said this part, uh, 
it's it's a true story. It's a documentary. So this is not this is not scripted. This is a real person. They uh were I've heard honestly the making of this movie is just as interesting as the movie itself because the filmmakers behind it who kind of become characters in the documentary as well, uh, they very much were like, I don't know if he's gonna make it. Because if you don't know, free solo climbing is he's climbing without the assistance of ropes or any kind of safety harness. If he slips, that's it. And it you very much feel that in this movie. Um, I'll tell you another movie that kind of fits. It's by the same filmmakers uh, that I, I might put up there as better than Free Solo, but it's really close. Is this movie they did called The Rescue um, that came out just last year, I think. In fact, Ron Howard basically remade it uh, for Amazon Prime and called it 13 Lives. It's about the soccer team in Thailand who was uh, cave diving, got stuck. It's about the rescue attempt. He uses the real... This team uses the real uh, people who did the swimming. They do these recreations, and and it talks about how they had to do it, all the different things that went into doing Very much like Free Solo, where the first part is them kind of like preparing to do the thing. And then I'm, if I was breathing that last 45 minutes, I would be shocked. There was a point where I sat there and I went, oh, yeah, I got to breathe. Like, it is so – and you know, I mean – Hopefully, you know, all the all the children make it out safe. If that's going to be all of them make it out safe. But even knowing that watching it, it is it. That's another really good one in the same kind of vein. Well, and, yeah, and same with Free me Solo. watching. Yeah. Watching Free Solo. I've watched it more than once, uh, several, uh, several times. And every time I think I know he's OK. I know yes. he's fine, but I'm still scared. Yes, in case yeah. you in case you're afraid you're going to watch a movie where a grown man dies uh, and with your children, he makes it okay. He's all right yeah. in free solo. So we want to give you that. The funny part is that I didn't tell my daughter what happens, and she kept saying, "Oh, he's dead. Oh no, uh, uh-uh, no, no, I can't watch this. He's dead. He's dead." And yes, I'm sure and we dead. caught it on film. <laughs> yeah, I, I. And like, your mom is letting you watch that. Yes, no. yes, <laughs> yeah. Like I like regularly. The first time I watched it, I was like. He posted something on Instagram about the movie today. It came out today. He posted on Instagram about it. I know that he doesn't die. But there's a part where he like has to make a little jump is the thing. And when I tell you, I was literally like dripping in sweat watching it. It was it was so terrifying. All right. So, yeah, we would suggest all of those. Uh, I originally said I was going to talk about the uh, either the Pirates of the Caribbean, which I've already talked about, or what I think are my kids favorite um, adventure movies are the uh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon series, which at least the first two, I think they're both perfect movies. The third one's good, but not quite as great. One and two are almost perfect movies. So two, I is, could, two is phenomenal. Yeah, I think I, I love it's hard for me to move past how good the first one was and how seeing those flying sequence, I, very much like we talked about with the Sea Beast and how beautiful it was, I had never seen flying scenes even in a real movie that felt that visceral. Like, I felt like I was flying with Toothless in the first one. Like, just so beautiful. The story behind it, the father relationship, and then two, I don't know if it tops it, but it certainly is in the same, it's in the same category. Um, but... The movie I'm going to talk about, for the sake of what we're talking about on this movie, is an adventure movie, uh, but it is a movie that one of my daughters in particular is obsessed with, and it's so bizarre she's obsessed with it that uh, I'm excited to talk about it. It is from 1998. It's called The Mask of Zorro, and it is my daughter Heaven's favorite movie. And this is because, I don't know, I shouldn't say it's her favorite movie. It is her favorite character. She almost, the, the girls decided last Halloween to do like a group costume, but we had already bought her Zorro costume. She for sure was going to be the only eight-year-old dressed up like Zorro uh, for uh, that. We, um, 
we were holding a baby shower at our house and I had gone upstairs and I was supposed to keep the kids upstairs with me. And I was just turning on movies I want to watch. I said, oh, The Mask of Zorro. I used to love that movie. Uh, and I turned it on and she sat with me the whole time and she said, Daddy, this is the greatest movie ever. She loves Zorro. She was obsessed with Zorro, which is bizarre because once again, this movie from 1998 very much feels like there's a lot more romance in this movie, which may be part of it than I than are in modern ones. There's even, I will say this, you may want to watch it with your, especially if you got boys, you may want to watch it. There's a moment in the movie, no like nudity or anything like that, where Zorro undresses Catherine Zeta Jones and, uh, and it, uh, I was a little uncomfortable at first, but uh, but she was, I mean, she was just into this movie, loved it. It's a bizarre choice to have Anthony Hopkins and Catherine Zeta-Jones, two Welsh actors, play Mexican-Americans, but that's the choice they made in 1998. Uh, but yeah, this is a movie I love. Martin Campbell, who has directed two of the best James Bond movies, uh, GoldenEye and Casino Royale. Uh, directed this movie. Uh, it is written by um, the same writers of Pirates of the Caribbean and Shrek. And uh, they were kind of the go-to adventure movie people in the late 90s, early 2000s. Antonio Banderas is, I mean, just amazing in this movie. The action is good. The adventure is good. There's kind of this uh, mystery that's going on that he's kind of solving. Uh, it's a revenge thriller at times. It just, it really works. But for the sake of what we talked about of just building memories, this is just a daddy in heaven memory is we're Zorro people. So do you guys remember the mask of Zorro? Have you, have you seen oh, the yeah. mask of Zorro? Oh yeah. This that, that's yeah, a good for movie. sure. And um, when you were talking about it, mine was the man in the iron mask. Ooh, was, that is so good. So weird about that movie. That's one of those like that. You know what? I think it's a DiCaprio thing too, because I kind of remember I remember that movie coming out. My like my mom had gone to see it in like theaters with some friends and it came on Encore. Cause remember like when everyone just had Encore, it was like the discount, it was the Walmart movie channel everyone had. It came on Encore like every day, and I would just watch it again and again. It's like, yeah, go get them, D'Artagnan. Like <laughs> I was so invested in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Donnie, have you seen The Mask of Zorro? I think I saw it, but it's been a long time since I've watched that movie. Yeah, it is It is. Uh, is really fun. And very much like Pirates of the Caribbean, there's some kind of, I wouldn't say gruesome, but once again, if you've got younger kids, uh, it might be a, a little much for them. But I think like preteen teenagers, uh, I will say there's a man's head in a jar at one point. And if that's going to be a little much for your little kids, it terrified me when I was a kid once again. My seven-year-old, she was probably six at the time, was like, that's cool. So I don't know what that says about her, but she was all about that movie. So uh, yeah, and anything else? Any other things as we've been talking just about, um, we, we've gone long on this one, but I think it's been fun. It's been good. Any other thing about adventure movies uh, that came up for you guys? No? I mean, yeah, like as, as long as like, like the we haven't even, we've talked about like the, the like, pantheon adventure movies the movies that we've talked about today okay like i've talked about the italian job that's a little bit like yeah of, of a, a pantheon thing. movie right no there. But i like, think there's the a criterion is, collection of it somewhere <laughs> exactly well no like that's my point like the thing is there are so many adventure movies that we like we we scratched a very tiny surface of great adventure movies today like well and we didn't even own. talk we didn't talk about I mean, almost all the Disney princess ones are. I mean, Heidi mentioned Cinderella. I do feel bad if you've got young girls. Like Moana is a great one. 
is a great adventure movie. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, if you want to go classics and stuff like that. I love Raya. Raya is another one that's like Ryan really, Last Dragon. Yeah, yes. for girls. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we hope that you guys have a great uh, time just watching a movie with your kids and enjoying life and teaching them to enjoy life in God's good world. Uh, And as you do, you'll teach them to love Jesus and his way of life even more. So we will see you guys next time.